Welcome to Quick Brain, bite-sized brain hacks for busy people who want to learn faster and achieve more. I'm your coach, Jim Quick. Free your mind. Let's imagine if we could access 100% of our brain's capacity. I wasn't high, wasn't wired, just clear. I knew what I needed to do and how to do it. I know Kung Fu. Show me. Welcome back, Quick Brain. Your question for today, how do you set up your food environment for optimal brain performance and power? And back on the podcast, we have our buddy, Max Lugabir, science journalist, best-selling author, Genius Life, Genius Foods, and we are in your Genius Life podcast studio. We just did an episode for uh, your show. So that, good. That was so fun. good. It's always, it's always so great having you here. I learn from you. It's it's always a mind jam. And yeah. I feel like new ideas emerge yeah. from the synthesis of everything that you've, you know, gone deep with in your life to learn and to teach about and uh, and yeah. and me, what I bring, you know, so that yeah. it's just, it's always great. Just as context for this conversation, it's for when, when I work with somebody, I'm always looking at the five W's and the H, right? You know, it's not just, it's not just what you learn, it's how you learn. It's when you're learning it right? It's where you're learning it, your optimal learning environment. So this is really good because you could, as you're feeding your brain, like let's say through reading, as we teach, you're also feeding your body. So it's not just what you eat, it's how you're eating and when you're eating. Yeah. Right. And also in the environment where you're eating it. Where you're eating it, where you're eating it totally matters. I mean, yeah. there have been studies that show that we tend to eat more when, um, you know, when we eat our food on bigger plates really? uh, versus smaller plates. Yeah. Um, portion control is super important, but there are all these, we, we think that we're operating under the guise of free will, but there are all these external forces that dictate mm -hmm. how much we eat. And for so many people, I mean, that is the central problem, right? Like people tend to eat too much today. That's why you see obesity statistics, two thirds of adults in this country are either overweight or obese. And we are on trend by the year 2030 to have half of the adult population obese. Mm. And this is not just a, a, a cosmetic issue. This is actually a systemic metabolic problem that affects how our brains work. There have been correlational studies that show that the wider our waists, the smaller, the smaller. Our, our total brain volume. And we know that one of the um, primary issues to come from um, overindulging, especially on sugary, refined grain flour products on unhealthy oils, is we tend to promote a condition in the body called insulin resistance. And we know that the brain thrives in a state of metabolic health. And insulin resistance is the opposite of metabolic health. So we want to get our bodies in a state of optimal metabolic functioning so that our brains work as best that not only as best as they can, but they have a better chance of warding off conditions like Alzheimer's disease, which you know that both both you and I um, have suffered from, you know, our, in our, in our, in our lineages. Um, so I think that's, that that's rule number one is to cook at home more. It doesn't mm. have to be every meal, you know, uh, definitely partake in, uh, the, the, the conveniences of the modern world, especially now as more and more of the world begins opening up. But the more that we can cook and cook at home, the better. Secondly, when it comes to shopping around the supermarket, you want to make sure that you're shopping around the perimeter of the supermarket Good tip. as opposed to the aisles of the supermarket. The perimeter of the supermarket is where all the whole minimally processed foods tend to lie. Most people don't realize this actually, but all supermarkets are designed the same way. All the perishable fresh food tend to be around the perimeter because that's where they put the refrigeration, mm -hmm. um, which is like massive machinery. It's the aisles where you have all the um, ultra processed shelf stable packaged convenience foods. And then you have the frozen foods, obviously. And we can talk about frozen versus fresh. There are, you know, actually frozen is a great option for many people. It's economic, economical, and, um, most of the time equally as, as nutritious, but 
Today, we live in a time where 60% of the calories that adults consume come from what are called ultra-processed foods. These are the foods that hang out in the aisles. They usually have um, ingredients lists that are pages long, it feels <laughs> like. Uh, and the problem is that when we when we um, when our diets are comprised of those kinds of foods, those t- those kinds of foods promote their own overconsumption. So again, going back to this idea of free will, we tend to think that we're operating of our own accord, of our own agency. But these ultra processed foods, they drive their own overconsumption to the tune of about 500 additional calories a day. Wow. They've done studies funded by the National Institutes of Health where they put um, volunteers in these controlled living environments where they feed them what's called ad libitum meals, meaning you can basically eat as much as you want. And they've done studies. Um, one of the most pivotal ones was, was performed and published in 2018, where when given access to ultra processed foods and allowed to, allowed to eat to satiety, people tend to eat to a point of fullness, at which point they've already over consumed their calorie budget for the day by about 500 calories. You do that every single day over the course of a week. That's a pound of fat gain. Whereas when they um, switched over in the crossover trial to a diet that was focused primarily around minimally processed foods, these are the foods that you basically, you buy the ingredients and then you cook them at home. They came in at an effortless calorie deficit. So the drive home point here is that what you eat influences how much you eat. So a lot of people try to control how much they eat without, without, looking to what it is that they're actually eating, and that's putting the cart before the horse. The minute you um, make that shift in your diet and upgrade the quality of your food, food quality, this is so crucial, then that tends to um, control, with minimal effort, the mm-hmm. amount that you're eating. And one of the greatest tools that I, that I like to offer people is to focus on protein, dietary protein. So we know the three macronutrients, carbs, fat, and protein. Carbohydrates and fat and especially when when blended together uh, into the slurry that we call, you know, these packaged convenience foods, which tend to be primarily carbohydrate and, and fat based, protein is the most satiating of the macronutrients. So if you're hungry, focus on protein. Protein is not only essential, but it breaks down to the amino acids that support brain function, right? Amino acids provide the backbones to our neurotransmitters like mm-hmm. serotonin, dopamine, even melatonin. Um, so protein is essential. It preserves your muscle mass, which is crucial as you age to allow you to stay mobile so that you can continue to exercise, which we know is one of the most important, um, ways to support your brain health and brain Mm -hmm. function is via exercise and protein directly supports that. Um, and, uh, again, it's the most satiating macronutrient. So it really is a really important tool. And we're told over and over again, by certain people in the online nutrition space that eating lots of protein isn't good for us. It's bad for our kidneys, which is something that has been thoroughly debunked in the scientific literature for pe- for people with healthy kidneys. Um, you know, you can basically eat all the protein that you want and it's really hard to overconsume protein in the end anyway, because it is so satiating. So focus on protein. Um, my favorite proteins, wild salmon. We know wild salmon is rich in DHA fat and a, and a potent, a marine carotenoid called astaxanthin, which is one of the most powerful protectors of the fatty structure that we know and love and and, and refer to as the brain. Um, also, great uh, you know great source of um, vitamin E and other really important um, micronutrients. Grass fed beef, I'm a big fan of. Beef is a bit it can be a bit controversial, but not to me. You know, researchers speculate that it was. Uh, not just access to the meat of ruminant animals, but but the very act of cooking it that helped release uh, all of the nutrients in in that kind of meat. 
um, which supported the growth of our brains, you know, at the time in which humans were evolving. Um, and, uh, yeah, other, other types of seafood I think are also great, you know, bivalves, wonderful source of vitamin B12, zinc, mm-hmm. um, which we know is important for good mental health as well as supporting the immune system, which has become really important these days. Um, so yeah, those I think are, if you do any, you know, if you do any of those three things, it's going to make a marked difference in your health and the way that you feel and the way that your brain functions. But if you do all three, right, man, that's a home run. And it's, that's like we talk about in our show that a lot of it has to do with habits. And if you could set up your environment to win, or if you can make what's good for you easy, and if you can make what's not so good for you more, more difficult. Yeah. And we'll definitely link back because we've had you on the show multiple times. So we'll link back in the show notes because you talk a lot about genius food, about what to eat. And also we did an episode about um, when to eat specifically. So we'll link back to that also as well. Anything else for the environment? You know, when we're talking about your kitchen, we're talking about the perimeter of um, your the grocery store. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I tend to think it's really one mindset hack is to, is to just visualize what you put in your shopping cart as being something that you are inevitably going to be putting into your stomach. And <laughs> if you're putting trigger foods into your shopping cart, foods that you know are really difficult for you to moderate your consumption of, then you're already setting yourself up for failure. Um, you know, I'm, uh, just like anybody else, when I crack open a pint of ice cream or a bag of chips, right. it takes real mental muscle for me to to, to moderate my, my consumption of those foods, mm-hmm. portion control. You know, junk food companies love to say, just eat less, move more. But what they don't acknowledge is that their foods are explicitly designed to drive overconsumption. They pay food scientists millions and millions and millions of dollars um, to do focus groups and to make their food impossibly delicious. The, the actual scientific term is hyper palatable, hyper palatable. You won't find foods in nature that are as delicious as a cool ranch Dorito chip. And they know that. And that's why those foods, you know, are f- f- those, that food and foods like it underlie the obesity epidemic. And when we are unable to stop our consumption of those foods or to moderate our consumption of those foods, um, we tend to, we tend to experience a bit of moral failure. We think that we're not good Mm. enough. Maybe we don't deserve, Mm. um, you know, the the body of our dreams or the metabolic health of our dreams. Um, but that's not the case. You're human, you know, you're programmed after eons of evolution to seek out foods that are very energy dense, Mm. calorie dense, because calories were something that we couldn't always count on for the majority of our evolution, for the majority of our time spent as hunter-gatherers. We had to go out and procure our food ourselves. There wasn't a Trader Joe's or a Whole Foods on every block. So our dopamine um, you know, reward centers in the brain, it's like the 4th of July fireworks. Uh, every time you crack open like the pint of ice cream, which combine carbs and fat generally. I mean, these going back to protein, I mentioned that protein is the most satiating macronutrient. What's one characteristic that all ultra-processed packaged foods, the f- kinds of foods that your grandmother would look at and say, oh, those foods are fattening. What's mm-hmm. one, char- they have multiple characteristics in common, but what's one? Well, they're all diluted in their protein content. Mm-hmm. They're all low in protein. They're very high in carbs and fat. And those kinds of foods um, underlie the obesity epidemic mm-hmm. and and the epidemic of what's being called diabetes. So the, the, yeah. the concurrent... Um, uh, presentation of type two diabetes and other related illnesses along with the obesity crisis. And I think that it's so important for people to know how food affects their behavior because this way they can jump off of that sort of moving treadmill of just disappointment and depression and failure to realize and to, and to, and to embrace the sense of agency that they have to be able to look at certain foods and identify Mm. 
those foods for what they are, foods that are designed to promote their overconsumption, foods that are designed to create repeat customers. Mm. So we talked about the environment where people are getting the food, right? The supermarkets and then the environment, the kitchen where they're preparing the food. Yeah. What about the environment where they're actually eating the food? You know, a lot of people, you know, they they eat and they're not actually in that rest digest. They're they're still like working or they're doing other things. Does the state that you're eating it in make a difference in terms of how you're Absolutely. I mean, at the very least, when you're stressed out, you're not digesting your food as well. You're not extracting all of the all of the nutritional value of your food. So I think that's really important. That's that that's a, a key take home is to make sure that you're sitting, take a deep breath, which we know activates our parasympathetic rest mm-hmm. and digest um, autonomic nervous system. Uh, and then also I would say just be really present with your food. I mean, we talked about this on, on my podcast, but they've done studies where they've shown that people who are eating while distracted, uh, like watching television or something, watching TV, sitting with their phones. I mean, look, Mm -hmm. I'm guilty of this too. Mm -hmm. So I think this is just like, this is just so that you have the knowledge so that you can try to like make incremental improvements in your life. I, I eat while I'm on my phone, just like every other human being today in Mm -hmm. the year 2021. Right. But Research has shown us that when you do that, you tend to overconsume calories by about 15%. Because we're not mindful. Because we're not being mindful of our food. Um, and I think that's something that's really important for people that are struggling with, with issues related to their weight. Mm-hmm. Um, again, they tend to think that it's a, they have a moral failure, that they can't achieve their goal weights, that they keep, you know, that they're, that they're, they just keep throwing themselves against the wall over and over and over again. But I think it's these insights that have been published in our most respected peer-reviewed medical journals that really shine a light on how <laughs> this isn't all about free will. It's about it's about looking for the triggers and being present, being mindful, um, and realizing that there are forces outside of your control that dictate your behavior. Um, and usually, those forces are uh, are in place yeah. thanks to you know billions and billions and billions of dollars worth of of corporate interest. Um, you know, we want to make sure that you're glued to the TV screen. We want to make sure that you're glued to the to the nightly news. We use the it bleeds, it leads mentality to make sure that you are going to be hyper vigilant over the course mm-hmm. of the next hour, you know, half an hour long news broadcast. Um, and of course, those tend to air around mealtime, right? So it's just like this cycle. Um, and I could just go on mm-hmm. and on, but like, what are the ads that you tend to see mostly on the nightly news, right? They're ads for pharmaceuticals. They're ads for like heartburn medication. They're ads for like, so there's, there's, there are all these forces, but I think putting the power back into the hands of you, the person listening to this and you, Jim, um, it's just to be more mindful um, yeah. of, all, of all this stuff. And mindfulness, it's interesting because mindfulness, when people think about it, they think about meditation, but people can be mindful in all activities when they're you know, when they're their significant other, when they're with their children, when they're brushing your teeth, right? They could practice mindfulness. So eating the state that you eat in is as important as the food you're actually eating, that your external environment greatly infects, affects your internal environment, you know, in terms of how the food is actually processed and digested. And I could see if somebody is distracted, how they could overeat because their their focus is, is, is somewhere else. Yeah, your show will wait. Just be with your food for five minutes, you know? And, uh, and, and a lot of people don't even taste their food. Yeah. They just, they're, they literally inhale it. I mean, there's so many, there's so many reasons to slow down when you eat. I mean, there have been studies that have shown that, um, so we have what's called the thermic effect of feeding. You actually burn calories via the mastication, the chewing and digestion of food alone. Mm -hmm. And there have been studies, there was one study that was, that came out of Japan. It was, uh, 
it was all females uh, in the cohort. Um, but they they showed that actually um, we can boost our metabolisms. A lot of people are like, but my metabolism is so slow, or you know, their metabolism that there's this misconception that metabolism tends to decline with age, right? But we can actually boost our metabolisms merely by slowing down while we're eating. Mm. So crucially important. So many takeaways. What you eat matters, especially for you know, your your gray matter for sure. And it's not just what you eat; it's how you eat. And, and it's also where you eat also also as well. We'll put all of it in the show notes at jimquick.com forward slash notes. How can people stay in touch with you besides your your awesome books? Oh, thank you. Yeah, definitely pick up uh, either Genius Foods or The Genius Life. They're both great. I wrote Genius Foods first and Genius Life I've thought of as sort of like the sequel. So um, if you're new to my work, definitely grab Genius Foods. Find me on Instagram at Max Lugavere, L-U-G-A-V-E-R-E. And then uh, listen to my podcast. It's called The Genius Life, wherever you get your, your podcasts. Amazing. Everyone take a screenshot as you often do. Um, and tag, tag Max, tag myself so we get to see it. And what's one question you want to ask them to put in the post? You know, what's oh, one man. thing? What is the, what's the last gift that you've given yourself? Ooh, I like that. Yeah. You know, what, maybe it was like a good workout. Maybe it was like a, a big salad. Uh, maybe it was a massage. Yeah. Like, you know, I think we've talked about care, self-care, mm -hmm. how important that is. So what was the last, what was the last um, thing that you've done? in the name of self-care, the last gift that you've given to yourself. Amazing. Curious to know. Make sure you post it. I'll repost some of our favorites also as well. And uh, Max, thanks for being back on the show, buddy. Want to double your brain speed and memory power? If you'd like to learn rapidly and get ahead faster, I'd like to give you my brand new Quick Brain Accelerator program. You will discover exactly what I teach my clients to learn, read, and remember anything in half the time. There is no charge. It's my gift to you for being one of our subscribers. That's kwikbrain.com. Growing up struggling with learning challenges from a childhood brain injury, it's been my life's mission to help you have your very best brain so you can win more every single day. Now, want more quick brain? Here are four ways to fast track your results and lock in what you just learned into your long-term memory. Remember fast, F-A-S-T. The F stands for Facebook. You're not alone on this journey. I invite you to join our free private online group. There you can connect with me, your fellow brain lovers, links to resources, and even submit your questions for me to answer in future episodes. Go to quickbrain.com. That's K-W-I-K brain.com. The A stands for apply. Act on what you learned today. Remember, knowledge is not power. It's potential power. It only becomes power when you use it. So use what you just learned. The S stands for subscribe. Don't miss the next episode and other free brain training. And finally, the T stands for teach. You wanna learn faster now? The key is to lock it in right away by teaching it to someone else. When you teach something, you get to learn it twice. Here's a simple way to do that. Leave a review on iTunes. Leave a review with your biggest takeaway from this episode. You could also post and share this podcast on your social media. It helps us spread our mission of building better, brighter brains. And of course, tag us so our team could properly thank you. Hashtag quick brain, K-W-I-K brain. Mine is at Jim Quick, K-W-I-K, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. So what does FAST stand for? Facebook, apply, subscribe, teach. I'll see you in our next episode of Quick Brain. Until then, remember, you are faster and smarter than you think. 
I hope you're enjoying this episode. And if you want to go deeper with many of these authors that we have on our podcast, these experts, I want to invite you to join our quick success program. This is our monthly lives that I do, where I teach something brand new that we haven't taught before, answer your burning questions. And also we have something that people have been requesting for many years, a quick book club. This is your Limitless Book Club, where every single month we read a book together, uh, like a book provided by this author. And then we get the author to come online and join us for a one hour, uh, share going deeper in these strategies, how to put them into practice. Uh, I share my five tips for how to memorize things out of these books. Many people want to read a book a month or build up to that. And this would be the program. So if you want to join, just go to quicksuccess.com and get your spot and join us live and get to meet these authors very uh, up close and personal. And uh, back to the episode.